Good morning, Vernon. Good morning, Devin. It's or evening. evening. Yeah, yeah. I better say we can't can't lie to the people. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, tweak tweak the time a little bit today. Appreciate that. Uh, part of the process for us. Uh, so got a cold open for you. Very. It's actually a comical one here. All right. Um, so air conditioning unit, central air went down on me. Uh, I guess a few days, maybe like probably last Tuesday or or whatever. Yeah, Tuesday. I was at work. Get a phone call. Air conditioner went down. So, wife runs out. Go grabs like six fans. Sure. So, it dawned on me. The box fans. The eight ninety nine yes. box fans or eleven ninety nine probably now. Box fans from Kmart. Yep. We got some standard, some standing spinning ones. Mm-hmm. You know, we did the whole build. My house. Oh, you got some like, of the turning ones. Yeah, we got the turning, standing turning. Yeah, right. My house looks like, and, and and all the cheap ones. Like, the fan game, you can buy a fan for like, I don't know, uh, 500 bucks. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can buy you 500 bucks. Ceiling fan. fan, you can spend as yeah. much as you want. No, no, I mean, they got like standing fans for like $350. Oh, one of those dice like, ones. Like, yeah, like, a, like these standing fans that are like, Supposedly, I, I didn't get one. I'm like, we only gonna be out for a little while. So our strategy was, we going back to 1992, baby. You know, we going back to ready to die. Give me the loot. You know, juicy like 92. That's what we going back to. So the wife goes out, and we got an air conditioner for one room downstairs, right? Uh, we will, we we'll get back to that that air conditioner conversation because that reminds me of about 1997 in my childhood, 98. And uh, we'll talk about that air conditioning in the first one that I remember. But uh, so we get the fans. I'm at work during all of this. So, you know, of course, I come home and my wife's acting like she did not grow up in the 90s. So, oh, it's so hot. Oh, it's so, you know, like she's forgot all of her survival skills. 100%. Like she's a fan kid because we everyone who is like 32 or 30, what? Maybe 30, 30 and under. You're you're probably a fan kid, I would 30 say. Thirty and over, you mean? I mean, yeah, my bad. Thirty and over, thirty and over, you were a fan kid. Mm. You know what I mean? Because thirty puts you what that that drops you back what late nineties? I mean, uh, early nineties? No, think no, no. So. Well, yeah, I think, no, no, no. I think no if, you're 30, you, if you're early nineties, yep, you were probably like a ninety, an eighty. You, no, 91, you were around. Baby, right? You were around in the nineties for sure. Yeah, you're about a ninety-one baby, early thirties. About a ninety, yeah, ninety one, yep, yep, exactly, ninety one. So I would, I would say, thirty. You probably experienced it. It was a little later when you was able to get a, a, a air conditioner in your room. Like that's like two thousand and like six kids. Like, like you, you know, like when central air air conditioners really became available to everyone. That was like oh four oh five. Like I, I didn't have air conditioner upstairs in, in like high school. Like there was no air conditioner in the night. They were st- we were still living fan life on the No, there was there, there was when we made it to high school, I'm a little older than you, but there was air conditioner in in one room. <laughs> I know. And then, I know that room. And then by the time I was done high school, there was air conditioning in two rooms. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> when I got my first so apartment. That's how we went. <laughs> yeah. I got my first two bedroom apartment. That's how it was. Air conditioner in the master, air conditioner mm-hmm. living room. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other room was fan life for a biome air conditioner. So, um, so I come home and we got the box fans for upstairs. 
I knew why we got the box fans. Somehow my wife forgot all about how we got the box fans. Or she was just so hot, she wasn't even dealing with it. So I go in my kid's room. Guess where they got the box fan, Devin? Pointing right at him. Work, yes, but pointing right at him, leaning up against the wall. Uh. Like the worst spot ever. So I come in, I'm like, what is going on? What They're like, oh, doing? it's so hot. And so I'm like, yo, y'all kids, I spoiled as ever. Like, give me the fan. So I cracked the window. It, mm-hmm. It's like 1030, so it's nice and dark. Threw it in a window. In 10 minutes, my kids looked at me like probably how that village did when the, when the man, the first man that ran out the cave with fire and everybody was like, you know, like, ooh, what is that? And that's how my kids looked at me. They were like, I just discovered fire. They were like, what is this? They were like, and my, my son goes, Dad, this is even cooler than the air conditioner. Like, like it's freezing in my room. You and I was just the air through the whole house. <laughs> yeah. I said to I said to my, my wife, I was like, yo, it didn't dawn on me that our kids know nothing about the fan life. They've lived the good air conditioner lifestyle their whole life. And I was like, I remember the first air conditioner that walked through my door. I remember a machine coming in and I never seen it again. And until I went in my grand my grandparents. I live with my grandparents coming up. And I knock, I go in my grandpa's room to go get something. And it was dark and it was cold as hell. Yeah. And I was like, why is it so cold in grandma and grandpa's room? And I still remember the day when somebody, maybe a cousin of mine, was like, Oh, they got one of them air conditioners up there. And I remember I said, Why isn't it downstairs? <laughs> Like, why you don't make this? any money. That's why. <laughs> yeah. And, and my cousin's just going, I don't know. And uh, now, as I'm an adult, I'm like, oh, I know exactly why. Because it's so much easier to sleep. Yes, exactly. It's so much easier. So yeah. I, uh, uh, out here, you don't really need the air conditioning, but maybe a month a year. Yeah. We have central air. Yeah. So, you know, like I'm so spoiled now i'm so spoiled <laughs> so and we and there's only one ceiling fan in this ridiculous house i don't understand because they didn't put ceiling fans in they just put central air in yeah, yeah, yeah. so like and i'm like i want to put ceiling fans in the whole house because if i had some ceiling fans like we would need air conditioning maybe at five, all five yeah. ten nights a year at the most um but man I, I i'm so spoiled it'll be like 76 degrees and i'll be like mm. I'll go shut all the windows and turn the AC on at night for bedtime. Because I can't. Because I'm just like, I could sleep at perfect 71 degrees. <laughs> hey. Wow. That's funny, man. It's it, hard. It's hard. It's yeah, hard right? To, once you, you sound like my the air conditioning kids, ways, it's hard to go away. You sound like my kids, man. I'll be honest. At first, I was saying to my wife, like, come on, man. You you live with air. I mean, without air conditioning. It ain't going to be that bad. And, uh. One night I was in bed just like, oh, my Tossing God. Yeah. I was like, damn, this shit is bad. How the, and the first thing I thought was like, how the hell did they do this shit pre-fan? You didn't know. Oh. Pre-fan. How did our, like, what would that be, our grandparents? How did they survive? I don't know. How'd you do a summer in Georgia? I have no idea. How'd, How'd you do you? a summer in Philly? Yeah. Oh. Well, D.C. 
Oh. All the humidity. Florida. How can Stop. you go summer in Florida when I and So actually, people, I don't think people lived. I think that's why all the people moved there. Like, Once that's the why fans people moved to Arizona now. <laughs> Once you know, the like, air conditioning and the fans got the Dyson level. <laughs> yeah. Like, I bet you we could find a book that's like, the reason people moved to Southwest is because of air conditioning. I bet you we could. Yeah, I believe it. Because it, like, it is funny that Phoenix all of a sudden is like, you know, popping. population is popping. Right. Everybody's like, let's move to Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Why weren't you Why? moving to Texas 35 <laughs> years ago? Ain't no, ain't no moving to Texas without no damn fans. <laughs> At least the, whole, the fan. Whole different you know, situation. Air conditioning. Years ago. Is, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny, man. Uh, yeah, really. So uh, we finished the lean startup this week. Yes, we did. Eric Reese's yes, did. book. Uh, high level reflection. Tell, tell me what you think. I, I loved it, especially for the stage of life that I'm in right now and in terms of the way I'm thinking. Um, also starting a business like it was it was right on time and I highly recommend it. I think what the book does and I know we've we've probably beat this like a by like a head ugh, beat this like a dead horse um was that it really talks about getting things down to a micro level before you start building so you know it, it's the idea of like you know building that base you know a strong solid foundation you know before you start pouring any cement before you start doing anything that, you know, is going to cost you to undo, get your foundation right. And the only way that you can get a foundation to be the best foundation, you know, possible is to measure and to really do, you know, really measure, really push your limits, really test, you know, before you start to go into building this foundation. And that's really what I got out of it. Which started a at a at a at a micro level, and build a solid foundation through through trial, through error, through information. Just get as much of it as possible, um, and definitely do it at a micro level, at a very micro level. Yeah, for me, my big takeaway. So this is the second time I've read this book. I read it in two thousand and probably twelve. I would say. So probably around when we first met. Gotcha. Um, And so I read read it then, and now I guess we probably met in 2010. Yeah. Well, either way. Um, And uh, the thing I'm taking away this time is the build, measure, learn feedback loop. The thing I took away last time was like, was what you're taking away big time, which is like, do the smallest thing. Do the smallest thing that you can test. And I took that away last time for sure. This time I'm taking away build, measure, learn. So like that cycle, that life cycle of like, okay, if you're going to make a thing, what do you expect to get out of this thing? How are you going to measure that? Okay, cool. Make the thing. Take a look at your measurements. Learn. Then do that again. (laughs) That's such a powerful idea that isn't how things work in the company that I work for. Um, but was how we worked. It really was how we worked in where we used to work together, um, because it was like that. Your feedback loop was immediate, right? Mm-hmm. If you were like, "Oh, I'm going to do this this way," go for it, give it a shot. But you found out right away if you screwed up. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like you were like, oh, I tried a new thing. It didn't work. And here's mm-hmm. why it didn't work because I can see the result. It was almost immediate. Uh, the feedback loop was so tight. And so now that I do something where the feedback loop is like a year, um, that experience is just super different. Um, and it's interesting to see how much that causes building the wrong thing. We build the wrong thing at work all the time. Not to say that we're not building good things. We really are. But man, we're like off the mark by 40 or 50% every single feature we release. And then we start working towards it. But like we're so far because our loop is a year. Yeah. You know, you know what is probably one of the most interesting things is that what this tells me is this book has something in it for pretty much everybody. You know, the fact that like it really will, it really does relate. If you're someone in a creative space, um, entrepreneurial space, it, it has information in there for you. It just might, you know, you might take away something slightly different than the next person because it's that type of book. Like for instance, you applied the book the second time around based on the, what you, what fit in terms of a correction for the way that your, your current, you know, like work life is, you know what I mean? Like that, that, that is where it applied. So it, it, it fit. It was, it was something that you could take away quite easily. And that's the thing that I like about this book. Whereas for me, I'm, we're in this stage of like the startup uh, building here. And I, this thing, this book really got me truly rethinking and questioning, you know, just kind of like, did I build too large? And it, and it really was the the book. This book was the thing that got me to kind of like really take a step back and really go, well, what did, what did we set out to do from the start? And did we, and did we do and, it? And did we do it? And what I learned is, no, we did something similar to like what you're saying. And this is where the build measure learn comes into play for me. It's similar to what you're saying about, you know, where you currently work is that what we learned is we did something really great, really cool, but we were off the mark by like 50%. Yeah. And now we have to like, like you said, we got to work back. And I think it was because, and I not, not, I think I know because we tried to build the macro first. We, we, we tried to build the global vision first and really it's hard to build a, a wide lens and then pull it in. Right. Because nothing's worse than well, everything. Got looking feelings about everything in the wide lens. Exactly. And you know, eyes, there's no excitement when you shrink an image, you know, right. like no one's looking at like, Oh, look at that. Get smaller. Oh man. Look at that. That's getting smaller. Look at how small it got. You know, no people look at it like, wow, it's getting bigger. Look at it grow. It's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. You know what I mean? And, and that, and that was the thing that I took away based on how this book was able to be able to give me some tools to put into action right away. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, um, and, and I know we're not, we're not results driven at all, but the book, definitely made me think about more purpose 
And I know it's semantics, purpose, results, all that. I'm sure people are like, yeah, it might be semantics. But it got me to really think about like, all right, rewind. What are we doing? What am I trying to do? What am I really trying to say? And I'm telling you, this book helped me, man. It helped me. It helped me realize like, one, if we're going to be a business, let's be a good one. And let's really establish that we are a serious business. And let's just focus on that right now. In in the in the in the micro sense, that's what we the three of us blocking and tackling and let's exactly exactly the three of us know what the macro vision is, and that's something we can build at any time. But this micro thing, this this small thing, which is what we can focus on, we and and also it's about time. You know, we don't have time to build, you know, this gigantic thing right now. We need this macro thing to be the thing that frees up the time so that right. we can go ahead and build the micro thing. I mean, you know, the micro thing. And that, and that and and that's the thing. You know, or the macro thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got the you we went, yeah, we went back it. and forth on the micro, yeah, but it, it, it. I think everybody understands. Y'all picked it up. Y'all picked it that, up. That that tight focus on one thing and sort of nailing that one thing. And I mean, he talked that in the most recent chapters, he talked about uh like training programs. And one of the one of the interesting like little observations that he made is he was like, man, if you ask anybody who deals with customer service in any way, who's customer facing, to write a training manual, it will get out of hand immediately because oh. the training manual will turn into this giant thing that covers a million and one different situations, and no one can ever learn. And I was like, he just said in. 200 words, 150 words. I know where you like going. little ha- paragraph. Everything that I've ever learned about training. Every training program know, I've ever I seen know. is a terrible Devin, idea. <laughs> we, we work together at a at, at our place, right? Everyone knows. Yeah. Remember? Do you remember? Every store Everyone. had the binder. The binder. And nobody binder ever looked at would, it. No one looked at it. There would be some, there would be some poor soul who needed something to fill their time because they really, truthfully, they really don't understand the job. And instead of them being out doing customer service and being the example and helping the customers and being, you know, happy about being around people, instead, they wanted to be in this isolated area, hiding away from everyone, writing a manual on how to give good customer service. And it just it never works. And it never works because it's a setup. Because immediately they get all in and they're, and they're like, oh, I made this great thing. And in the business that we work in, no one has time. It, it would be on there every every shift when you're done training someone, half an hour to sit down and go over what they learned. That time doesn't exist where we work. No. Like it's not, it's unrealistic. Not to mention, the other thing that training manuals do, they make things confusing and way harder than they need to be. Way harder. Like, what we did was so simple. There should not be any need for steps 1 through 27 mm-hmm. on how to put milk on the shelf. No. And every book had 1 through 27. Of something. Of, of every section in the store. Like, coffee and cereal is literally the same thing, just different packaging but there would literally be a training 
for coffee tea and I know. for cereal. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I know. And the training, what it really needs to be is like, hey, I, I noticed that if you do this, probably you get good results. Yes. That could be the whole That's thing. That's it. That's could it. Be the whole thing. Yo, it's so funny. So in my store, I had someone come up to me and go, we need a training manual. And immediately I asked them because I knew it was coming. I'm like, okay, because we're hiring now. And, you know, first thing people do, whether they're tenured long years or they're short term tenure, where they're just one, you know, been there some of the longest time, but only their long time because we're a new store. It's like a year and a half. So they all like people are going to be learning the wrong way. And we need to get this training manual to stop people so that they don't learn, learn the wrong way. And I, and I said to this um, um, employee of mine, hey, so when you, you do things the right way, right? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, Let me ask you a question. How difficult is our job? Like, when you think about the logic behind our job, is it something that you, you feel like you had to be, like, taught? And, and they were like, no, nah, it's pretty simple. Like, anyone can get it. And I'm like, so do you think a training is going to help things if it's already you think a training on how to do something that's as simple as it already is to put more words into that and to make a a more of a complex step-by-step training module uh, whatever you know if that is going to make it easier or is the issue not training and it's just people that have come in and basically pretty much don't have the same care as you have. And is there something we can do? Yes, there is. To help them <laughs> there is. understand the importance of that care. Oh, my God. So today at work, dude, I, I got to interrupt you. So no, today, no, no, please. That's today at work, man. Please. Somebody, so I, like my boss's boss had a monthly meeting with me today because that was a thing that had to be checked off. And I don't, and my boss's boss is actually really great. And I don't think she's doing it to check things off. I think she's doing it because she firmly believes that checking in with people and setting those relationships over time pays off in a dividend. Yes. Of having happy employees that are able to raise issues and, and complete work and blah, 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 blah. Good for her. And I genuinely believe that that's who she is and, and what she's about. But she was checking a box, too, because I know that, like, well, as a manager, I meet with all my employees once a month is a box that she can check, too. Yes. You know? So, so it's both. Yes. I'm anyway, the same way. Yeah. Anyway, she said, uh, she said, what motivates you at work? That was the question. What motivates you at work? And Dude, that's the question. That's the question, because the difference between the person who puts the boxes on the shelf right at the job, at a simple, straightforward job, because your job is straightforward. It's so yes. straightforward. Yes. So straightforward. And it's, in fact, it's simple, but it's really, really hard not to screw it up. Yes. That's startling. And the reason it's hard is because you have to care. Yes. yes. You have to be motivated. Yes. And that, it's a hard thing. Yes. So you want to know what we came up with? So I told her, I'm like, well, what's your vision? And she's like, you know, so we kind of came up with, I'm like, I don't want a book because books just lead for you to be upset when you come in every day and no one's checked 
the box in the book. So, so we're 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 not gonna do a book. We're not gonna do a check off. We're not gonna do any type of paper trail. And I said the one thing that I would say, because you're right, what motivates people? We need to set it up where let's not train about tasks. Let's train people on our culture. And inside of that training on culture, listen, people are either motivated by when once they punch in, they're either motivated by money, right? Or I'm gonna do a great job. Or a little bit of both. That that sometimes that, I would say team. Like so yeah. there's well, a thing no, that but people team, get motivated team. by where like yes. I don't want to let Vern them down. down. Yes. But 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 I think that kind of falls under the umbrella of, you know, I I have care in my work, whether it's for me individually or because I'm a part of a team. That's fair. But yep. there's but there's there's either the care the person who cares, or the person who I'm getting a check, and I just got to make it through these x amount of hours. Maybe I'll find something that I really like doing, uh, Jeremy, and. I'll just do that somewhat well enough and I'll have enough care there where time will pass by and I'll, I'll be all right. I'll survive in the company because I'll enjoy doing that one thing. And everybody you know? will leave me alone. Otherwise. And everybody will leave me alone. And I'm like, so what we need to do is we need to connect the dots of this is our culture. How do you get a raise? How do you get more money? Is by buying into the culture. So that so now the people who want to do a good job just because that's the type of person they care, they're going to be good. They're going to care. They're going to do. The person who's train, coming, you don't need to train them. Nope, they're going to care. The person who doesn't care, where they need, where where we need to motivate them, is that, hey. You by you doing this and buying into this culture, you're gonna get this raise and you're gonna get the you know what I mean, these incentives, you're gonna get more hours, you're gonna be you know what I mean? Like that that's the way. And and until you know, like that's the step. We need to explain that. We need to set up so we started a little new training program and the training is within their thirty days, they have to go on a crew to crew culture walk. Where they'll walk, they'll walk the store. It won't be about teaching them how to load any milk or any of that nonsense. Mm-hmm. They'll come in. They'll partner up with a buddy and do their usual training. Where I don't want no hand holding. I want to see what people want, what people got. I want to see if you're going to be like, you know, asking questions when you don't know how to do something, or is you just going to go, ah, fuck it, I'm gonna just put this here because I don't see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I want to test them in that way. But what I also want to see is. Are you going to care and are you going to be able to catch on to very simple work? And then the thing that we're going to train you on is the culture. How do you how to either be a good employee because you care or how to fake being a good employee because you care about money and you need this job. And that and that's it. I do want to see I want to see like the the future of your show store yes. being like being like a little bit like Friday Night Lights. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. Where like, where everybody's just like, oh yeah, clear eyes, clean heart, can't lose. Like everybody's like, oh, clean floor. 
you know, clear heart can't lose or like whatever the thing is. Like, I don't know what the thing yeah, is, but yeah. like where it's just basically no matter what there is, there's a culture saying for it. Exactly. And that, and that's what because that's on. how, that's how you need to stock the cans. Right. And like, that, yeah. yeah, I remember the, one of the biggest things that I, when we did that job together, that I would teach people, I would teach it on their very first day when they got paired up with me, God, poor souls. And I'll say, check this out. You want to know how you do every task in here twice as fast? And they'd be like, no. How? Right. That's a. How do you do everything twice as fast? Is like every. Doesn't matter who you are. You're interested in that because it's twice yeah. as fast. Yeah. And I say I take it with one one hand, take the thing out of the box, put it on the shelf. I do it again, right? And then I do it with two hands, and I'm like, check it out, <laughs> twice as fast. <laughs> it's the two hand method. Use and both your hands. Yeah. Use both your hands. <laughs> and like that blew some people's minds. Cause it never occurred to them. They were just like, "Oh, I just put one thing on at a time." I'm like, "Yo, two hand method." Yeah, yeah. Twice as fast. <laughs> they were like, "Oh," and uh-huh. like it's it's funny, but that stuff, that two hand method, and I don't know what the other shortcuts are, right? I'm so out of touch with your business that I don't have any idea what that stuff is anymore. But that stuff, that two hand method, there's a million of those little things, and those are the things that it's not about some training manual or a checkbox or a walk this or a count that. No, it's two hands. It's care. It's do it right. It's it's funny. It's funny, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, but you know, oh no, man. It, it's it's this book to me. I it's a ten, man. It's a ten. And I I, I want to read it again. I I I'm gonna read it again once we're ready to take the next step. I want to read it again. I you know it, it'll be a book that I'll definitely circle back on. Yeah, or at least like pick up parts of it and be like, oh man, what was that story? And then like you jump in, you flip to it, or you you know fast forward to that chapter or whatever, because there's a bunch of stuff in there that's just like super valuable. So. Yeah, for sure. So new book, new book is Story Brand. So I actually looked it up this week, and I'm a little surprised. So I thought the book was called Story Brand, like literally, and that was the whole title. But I think it's like more than that so hold on let's see where is it i gotta see if i can find the book i'm sure this is compelling content for whoever's like (laughs) (laughs) it's us though i think i think it's like my story brand or something like that building a story brand that's what it is building a story brand to clarify your message yeah building a story brand i got it right here and it's like it's not at all what I, I thought it was going to be. Remember when we read uh, um, uh, the mom test and it was like, yeah, it was like literally the dude had written the book and he did it. And it was, there wasn't like a, a whole, it didn't have a wall street journal bestseller vibe to it. It was like, <laughs> go to this creepy website and download the book kind of thing. Um, this is uh, like, it was a wall. I didn't know it was like a wall street journal bestseller. Like it's, I think it's like really well regarded in business book world. So I'm excited. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, you I'm and me both. Excited. I see it's got fives across the board pretty much. Yeah. So when, it uh, should, it should be interesting. Everybody who's read it is like, Oh, story brand. Like I can't, I think I've heard it before. I think I've heard of it before. Uh, it's by uh, what? Donald Miller, right? Donald Miller, correct. Yep. And so what we'll find out, uh, I guess, if, if what I understand is, you know how when you uh, watch a movie, there's like certain stories that kind of always happen 
in the story, like all Kung Fu movies are like a guy looking for a sword to revenge his old mm-hmm. teacher kind of stuff. Like there's like these sort of like tropes that you're used to. Well, apparently um, this is my understanding going into the book, having not read it yet, that this is the same thing for like marketing your, what your company's about. It's like, do you put oh, yourself, awesome. do you put yourself in this category that says like, Oh, we're fast. And that's what we are. We're a fast business. We're DHL. Or do you put yourself in this other category where like, oh, we're a business that's about, you know, uh, everybody has value that we work with and we sell products where we know each maker, then your mom's organics or whatever. And like all those sort of like different, like, oh, if you want quick, well, you want to go to this kind of store. And if you, it's all that kind of stuff and how to like create that. So I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up, man. So building a story brand. Clarify your message so customers will will listen. And it says use the seven elements of great storytelling to grow your business by Donald Miller. All right, yeah. I'm in. Like, how how perfect does that sound? Because like sounds great. Sounds right on time for me. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped. I think it's going to be perfect. So we'll do like the you know the first whatever it comes to. Well, I'll, I'll definitely tweet about it, but it'll be like the first like maybe chapter or two chapters. You know, uh, about the amount that we've normally been doing. Um, so we'll try yeah. to finish the book in five to six weeks is usually what we go for. Yeah, it'd be five five weeks. We usually do an hour an hour worth of chapter. So it's five five hours for the book. So five weeks. Like so yeah. yeah. So you got anything before we uh, close close this show? You want to you got do any updates? Yeah. Or do you want to save yeah. that for next week? No, we can knock a quick update out. I, just coming off a high anyway. I uh, we just released uh, tonight. We're, or tomorrow morning, we'll be releasing our ninth season. Uh, and it's going to be the last one of 2021. Uh, it, it, you know, fitting that 2021 ends in an odd number uh, with how odd the last two years have been. And Strange. 2021 has been. So we're, we're uh, going to have nine seasonings. It's a jerk seasoning. Um, and this earlier today, we did our video shoot. We actually... Um, Flipped our format. A lot of our content when we're doing our cooking stuff, we were doing like a cooking show. And uh, we kind of got away from that. And what what we're doing now is like, so my brother-in-law who we, brother-in-law, my god brother, who we interviewed, you know, way back. Rodney uh, Burgess. Rodney Burgess. He is uh, Mayor Sharif, as his video name is. He is um, a video videographer for music videos. So we thought, like, fuck it, let's put our seasoning in a music video. Let let's let's star our it. seasoning, like as a you know a, in music video form. So live action, you know, focus on the seasoning. None of our faces are in it. It's literally just our hands is the background to the to the the seasoning show. Yes. And, and we're just background dancers. So Love all that. the shots are the seasoning going on the meat. The meat, you know, we did this one. It was jerk chicken and jerk salmon. So it went on a grill. So, you know, we, 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 we really did a, you know, it'll be behind music. So it'll play, music will play. It'll be three minutes or so long. And it'll have a feel like a music video. And it'll just, but it'll be the seasonings. So we're going to, we're going to flip it. And we're going to, like, we're going to get out of this, like, stuffy box of, trying to do these cooking shows. I'm excited. This, I'm excited. This sounds like it, like 
you guys are identifying. I mean, it sounds a little bit lean startupy to me because you're like, yes, you're going like, all right, we did this thing. The results weren't awful, but they, no, no, they, no, they're they, great. They, actually, they were really they good. Just they weren't we necessarily just what we want. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, they were they were great. It just was like, well, shit. Wait a minute. It's not really what we what we, we got to build this thing first, and it's almost like we want these results, but let's can we have these results? in a different way in about two years, like hold that, have these results in two years, you know, once we build this. Um, so now, yes. And exactly. And exactly like you said, what we're doing now is we're kind of undoing that and we're going to make it all about the food and the product. Love it. And we're going to, and we're going to build that. And we haven't forgotten about the community market. We haven't forgotten about any of the things that we're, we're going to do any of our purpose, any of the goals that we have set in the end, but we're just going to lock in on the food and we're, and we're going to kill them with that. And then we're going to really kill them once we, once we got the food thing going and we got some more muscle behind us, then we're going to really kill them right. in a major way. Yep. Right. So yeah, check it out. I'll be, you know, we'll be posting stuff and I got to get on my job with the Instagram and I, I fell off so hard. Dude, I had, I, I did like two weeks ago or three weeks ago, I'd like scheduled out a bunch of tweets. And so like for a week, the process is black and white. Twitter account was like, was on it. It was like tweeting the show yeah. and being like, listen to the show, check this out. Here's the thing. But it was all because I scheduled it in advance yeah. and then I didn't do it the next week. And I since forgot. <laughs> it's crazy. Cause it's not like I don't have time to do it. It's just, it's just not my, it's not my thing. I don't. Maybe do you should do it. Yeah, I mean, no, twenty four hundred is cool because my wife—that's her thing. She's, oh, oh, you're saying she's for the a, process? Yeah, I might need to just yeah. tell her to do the process one too. That's nah, what I'm probably gonna do. We gotta keep that in house. Yeah, like I need to do something. We need to hire somebody. So I don't know. Find a company. There are some companies out there. There are. are they they, they email us all the time. By the way. Ah, oh, see, that's what we might need to look into. Because I'm ter- I have no desire whatsoever to be on Instagram. <laughs> it's it's like every now and again I might pop my head in. And just look at like what we post. It's not fun just posting videos of me or you talking. I don't find it fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I I I don't know that I care. You know what I, I mean? Don't care. Like, yeah. I think that like on Twitter, at least with Twitter, I care about Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Twitter matters just, to me. Yeah. Um, but like, I can't. I don't go on Facebook, and I don't go on Instagram. So yeah. I don't care. But if you cared. Hey, back to the care conversation. Back to the care conversation. Because wow. <laughs> everything we're talking about is simple. But if you don't care, it, it ain't doesn't simple. Get done. It doesn't, <laughs> no, doesn't get it done right. Yeah, don't get done right. It ain't, it ain't simple if you don't care. That's the, that's the number one thing you need to do is care. Seriously. And at this point, like with your with your wife's skills on 20, like we probably could hire her to do the, to do the, the yeah. stuff for the podcast. Well, she's killing it. She's, I yeah. mean, she's pop. She's dropping something every day. All the time. Yeah. Yeah, she's killing it over there. That's the only reason why we're alive over there. If it was up to the three of us, it, we, it would not be good. It would not be good. That's an interesting lesson learned. We should get somebody who does like just social media stuff on the show yeah. and interview them. Because there's there's a bunch of like social media coordinators out there that like think about this stuff all the time. And they're so interested in it that I bet you we would care at the end. 
Yeah. I, you know how it is sure. when you talk to somebody who's smart about yeah. something, then you're like, oh, yeah. that's really interesting. That's your world. You got to find that person. He's got to be out there in your world. world. Not the social people. Nah. Nah, not the social people. Doesn't that fall in line with the... Mm. With, with, so. with, nah, nah, nah. nah. Thought I it mean, fell kinda. out of the tech, the tech world a little bit. I thought it, thought it fell, fell in. You guys are the ones who create these things. We're, we're all on Twitter. Ah, they don't. We're not on it. Like the Instagram is a whole. Like Sarah goes on Instagram and she has a whole thing, and I don't understand it. I don't understand Instagram. I can't even figure it out. <laughs> I'm like, what? I tried. Like I had an Instagram. I think I still do. I mean, I'm sure I still do. I, but I don't even know how to. I can't even log in anymore. Wow. It's crazy. The difference when you care. It's crazy. It's getting ugly. Wow. All All right, right, man. Where can people find us, Brian? As usual, check us out on our website, theprocessesblackandwhite.com, and then go check us out on these social media platforms that we don't care about. Uh, (laughs) All you got to do is search, The Process is Black and White. And you'll find some old videos or old tweets, and uh, you know, hopefully you'll follow us, and hope that we eventually start tweeting and posting on a regular. I bet you, if somebody messaged us, we would reply. Yes, we would. Yes, we would. I think we would reply. Yeah, so. at least in the beginning, until we don't <laughs> care anymore. So, <laughs> all right, all right. Man. all right. Talk to you next week. Yeah, you got it. Another good one.